Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson. It's Monday, and you know what that means. It's time for Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. On tonight's show, we'll talk with Haley Jordan from Sports Illustrated Indiana about IU men's and women's basketball in an interview that was recorded before the big basketball rivalry weekend with Purdue. IU men and women's basketball sweeps Purdue. IU football signs two more players for its 2023 class. We will have our high school scoreboard update and look ahead to the week in IU athletics, so let's talk sports. We will start with 21st ranked IU men's basketball as the Hoosiers fell to Maryland 66-55 in College Park at the Xfinity Center on Tuesday night. Trace Jackson Davis, 18 points, 20 rebounds. He becomes the fourth player in IU history to pull down 1,000 career rebounds. Ray Thompson had 11 points. Maryland led 37-29 at half, and the Terps outscored the Hoosiers 29-26. However, Saturday afternoon in Simon Scott Assembly Hall, it was a loud and raucous crowd as number one Purdue came to town, and the Hoosiers win 79-74. Trace Jackson Davis, 25 points, 7 rebounds, 5 blocks. Jalen Hood-Shafino, 16 points, gets the game winner for the Hoosiers. Trey Galloway, 11 points. Miller Cop makes history, hitting his 200th career three-pointer as Cop started his career at Northwestern before transferring to Indiana. Indiana had no answer for 7'4", Zach Eady of Purdue, 33 points, 18 rebounds. Fletcher Lawyer had 11 points. IU led 50-35 at half. Only trailed twice early on in the game, down 3-2 to two and 5-4. to four. Purdue outscored Indiana 39-29 in the second half, but the Boilers got within one point and could never get over the hump. As fourth time, Indiana has beaten a number one ranked team at home in the first since 2013 when they beat Michigan. Of course, 2011 was the famous Christian Watford watch shot to beat Kentucky in 2001. Kirk Haston hit a buzzer beater to knock off Michigan State. IU 16 and 7, 7 and 5 in the Big Ten. Up next, they host Rutgers at 6:30 on the Big Ten Network, and Saturday they are at Michigan 6 o'clock on ESPN. Fourth-ranked Indiana women's basketball won at Minnesota 77-54 Wednesday night. Mackenzie Holmes, 28 points. Sydney Parrish, 23 points. Minnesota natives Sarah Scalia had 10 points, and Lily Meister had 2 points. Scalia, of course, played for the Golden Gophers for three seasons before transferring to the Hoosiers. She did not get a warm reception. Meister is from Rochester, Minnesota, as the Hoosiers led 41-20 at half and outscored Minnesota 36-34 in the second half. And then on Sunday afternoon, the the Hoosiers take down arch-rival Purdue 69-46 and a sold-out Mackey Arena for just the third time in Purdue women's basketball history and the first since 2000. Mackenzie Holmes 
and Sidney Parrish had 15 points apiece. Sarah Scalia had 14 points. Chloe Moore McNeil, 13 points and 9 rebounds. IU led 31-26 at half, and the Hoosiers outscored the Boilers 19-2 in the third quarter and 38-20 in the second half as head coach Terry Morin, who played at Purdue, gets to win at her alma mater, and four busloads of fans made the trip from Bloomington. The Hoosiers 22-1 overall, 12-1 in the Big Ten. They have another huge game on Thursday in Simon Scott Assembly Hall hosting Caitlin Clark, Monica Sanano, and the Iowa Hawkeyes. 6.30 on the Big Ten Network. IU leads Iowa in the Big Ten standings by just half a game. And then next Monday at Ohio State, 7 p.m. on the Big Ten Network. IU signed a pair of football recruits for its 2023 class during the National Signing Day period that opened last Wednesday. Tight end Anthony Miller and linebacker Deserial Riles bring the Hoosiers to 30 commits for the class of 2023. That includes transfers and high school players. Miller is 6'5", 225 pounds from Duluth High School in Norcross, Georgia. He was committed to South Florida in November, but decommitted December 9, 2022. He had 20 catches for 305 yards, 6 touchdowns, 63 career catches, 1,008 yards, and 12 touchdowns. Riles, 6'4", 218 pounds from University Christian High School in Jacksonville, Florida, played quarterback, 2,479 passing yards, 27 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, ran a touchdown in for 212 Yards rushing on defense, 68 tackles and 14 sacks. He plans to play linebacker here at IU. High school sports time. Let's check the local high school scoreboard. In girls basketball sectional action, Class 4A at Bloomington South. In the first round, Mooresville beat Bloomington South 50-49. The Panthers end the year at 13-9. Center Grove beat Greenwood 56-26. In the semifinals, Mooresville beat Martinsville 61-23. Center Grove beat Bloomington North 42-30, ending the Cougars season at 17-7. Center Grove beat Mooresville 42-25 in the championship. Center Grove 21-4 faces Franklin 18-5 for the regional championship Saturday 4 o'clock at Bedford North Lawrence. In Class 3A at Owen Valley in the first round, Brown County beat South Vermillion 66-15. Edgewood beat West Vigo 50-28. Indian Creek beat Owen Valley 44-31. In the semifinals, Northview beat Brown County 49-43. Indian Creek beat Edgewood 60-27. Edgewood ends the year at 4-19. And in the championship, Indian Creek beat Northview 61-39. Indian Creek 23-1 faces Purdue Poly Inglewood 22-5 for the regional championship at Greencastle Saturday at 1 o'clock. In Class 1A at Bloomfield, in the first round, North Central Farmersburg beat Shackamack 45-40. Bloomfield beat Lighthouse Christian 71-32. Lighthouse Christian 8-16. Clay City beat White River Valley 48-47. In the semifinals, North Central Farmersburg beat Duggar Union 79-31. Bloomfield beat Clay City 49-29. In the championship, Bloomfield beat North Central Farmersburg 53-46. Bloomfield 13-14 faces eminence for the regional championship game 
Saturday at 4 at Southwestern Shelbyville. In girls swimming sectionals, Bloomington South wins the sectional with 475 points, four individual titles, and a relay, and two divers qualify for the diving regional tomorrow night in Jasper at 6 o'clock. Bloomington North second with 384 points, four individual titles in the relay, Edgewood 7th with 120 points. In boys basketball, Bloomington North beats Edgewood 68-26. Lighthouse Christian beats Brown County 83-64. Bloomington South beats Mitchell 53-34. Lighthouse Christian beats Phelan Academy 71-38. In the wrestling regional at Bloomington South, four champions and seven qualifiers advance to semi-state. Tell City first place with 139.5 points. Bloomington South second with 107 points and three champions. Edgewood ninth with 39 and a half and one champion and Bloomington North 13th with 11 points. That is a look at our high school scoreboard. When we come back, we will talk with Haley Jordan from Sports Illustrated Indiana about IU men and women's basketball in an interview recorded before the big basketball rivalry weekend with Purdue. This is Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. Are you spending more time at home these days? If so, then you'll want to consider having your carpets professionally cleaned. Brothers Carpet Cleaning has been the region's premier cleaner for nearly a decade. Their truck-mounted systems are the most effective to remove bacteria, allergens, and pet dander. Brothers Carpet Cleaning will professionally clean your carpet, tile, upholstery, and wood. When it has to be clean, call Brothers Carpet Cleaning. Online at CarpetCleaningBrothers.com. Are you concerned about your life insurance coverage during these uncertain times in history? I'm Adam Beasley with American Senior Benefits right here in Bloomington, and we can help you find the best coverage for you and your family. We work for you to find the best plan out of more than 150 companies. We can compare your existing coverage or start a brand new plan. From newborn to 89 years old, from term to permanent, we'll find what's best for you. Call us at American Senior Benefits, 812-631-2305. Hi, this is New York Jets offensive lineman and IU grad Dan Feeney. You're listening to Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson. Welcome back to Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson. On the South Central Indiana News Network, it's time to welcome in my guest. She is back for her second appearance. Beat writer for Sports Illustrated Indiana, Haley Jordan is my guest. Haley, a pleasure to have you back on the show, and thank you so much for taking the time to join me. Oh, well, Nick, thank you so much. I'm trying to remember when the first time was. It's got to have been over a year, so it's crazy how time flies. And This is my second year covering Indiana, and it just doesn't seem like it's been that long already. No, and I'm I'm sure it has been a lot of fun for you. I know that you're busy. You've covered football. You've covered men's basketball, and you cover women's basketball. Talk about the overall experience that you've had now in your second season getting to cover your alma mater. Oh, yeah. You know, the first season was all about learning, you know, learning from my boss and learning from my coworkers and just kind of seeing what foundation that each team was laying for the coming years. And I don't know what happened, but all of a sudden these two teams got really good. The women were already on their way there, but then the men in the Woodson area, I picked a really good time to start covering this team when Mike Woodson entered the scene after 
a bunch of years in the NBA. I don't even know. Um, I can't even give you a number. What over 40, something like that. Yeah. And so it's, it's really been an honor to cover my alma mater too. I used to go to the games as a fan. I used to go to the games as a student media personnel. And so just being there as a professional and getting to see these athletes, interview them afterwards, write stories on them, tell their stories for them. It's, it's truly been an honor and I love the Hoosiers and that's going to be me through and through. Go IU. I feel the same way, you know, born and raised here, going to games since I was five years old, now getting to cover this, both the men and women's teams for the South Central Indiana News Network. It is about the best thing for me that could ever happen beside wanting to take Jeremy Gray's job or Don Fisher's job, and I don't think those are ever going to happen. So next best thing for me is doing this stuff. So the Hoosier women, 21-1 and after a win at Minnesota, 11-1 and in the Big Ten. Did you think that the Hoosiers would be this good, despite the fact that Grace Berger was out for eight games with a knee injury? Yeah, I did think they were going to be good. And you know what? At the beginning of the season, I don't think anybody really knew what was going to happen. But for some reason, I was like, you know what? We have City Parish coming in. We have Sarah Scalia, Yardinger Zone, all of these missing pieces that I feel like the team was kind of lacking, especially from beyond the arc. So when Grace Berger went out for a second, I was a little bit nervous. And she is, you know, she is that conductor that drives the train of that offense. But I don't know, Sydney Parrish has stepped up so much in the past, I would say past 10 games that I really wasn't super worried. And I'm glad that they proved me right. 21 and one, they show that they could win without Grace Berger, which I think gave some of the freshmen valuable minutes. You saw Lexus Bargesser get out there and get some great minutes. You saw Alyssa Geary come off the bench at forward and take over for McKenzie at sometimes, Lily Meister at forward. Um, and then just Chloe Moore McNeil, who was a starter already, but she slid over to Grace's position and has really done a good job. She's not going to stuff the stat sheet like Grace Berger or Mackenzie Holmes, but she has a role and knows what it is and has, you know, earned that starting lineup over the past couple of years. So, yeah, I figured that they would do pretty well, actually. Now, you and I are always in the press conferences after games. And the one thing that I asked Sydney Parrish after game was the fact that she now got to start instead of being on the bench because of Grace Berger's injury and also Sarah Scalia's slump. She kind of moved over once Grace came back and took Sarah's spot. What do you think of of, of how Sydney's embraced her role from the fact that she had to come in from Oregon, not get to start right away, and now insert it in the starting lineup and that's it. She's there to stay. When she first got here, she spoke at Indiana Basketball Media Days, and I thought that was a big task for her, you know, to have a transfer come in and speak on a program that she doesn't really know too much about other than it being her home state. I thought, okay, Coach Moore really likes her and trusts her. And then the first few games, you know, even the exhibition game and the non-conference games, I saw her hustling so much in those games. And not that the others didn't, but I could tell she was just emotional. She was passionate. Even if something would get called, she would want to know why and be talking to teammates and Coach Morin and the refs even at times. So when she when she got that starting lineup after Grace returned, I wasn't surprised to see that at all. Sarah Scalia, you see, she's a little bit more used to starting. She had a great career at Minnesota. She was their three-point queen. And yeah, I, I feel bad that she's gotten into uh, the past few games. She's been kind of the slump. She snapped it. Um, 
two games ago, but it came back. Last night, she had a decent game with 10 points at Minnesota in her home state, but Cindy Parrish has just been consistent throughout the whole stretch with Grace, without Grace, and last night, I believe, put up 23 points in the win over the Golden Gophers. I know in the beginning, the one player you kept asking Coach Morton about was Jarden Garazone. Because we hadn't heard from her. Here's this girl from Israel, played pro for years over there. She's come in here. Coach Morin says she's not your typical freshman. She has impressed everybody. Where do you think she is now for Big Ten Freshman of the Year? She's got to be in that conversation. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know where she would rank, but definitely eh, I would, if I had to guess as a reporter, I would say top five because she has won Big Ten Freshman of the Week twice and very close together. The last time she won was in November with Mackenzie Holmes, who was Big Ten Co-Player of the Week. And then they did it again this week. <laughs> same same group of Hoosiers that swept the awards. She is just so unique as a freshman where she is not afraid to launch it from three. She's just not like she gets up there. She gets great looks and she hits them. You know, sometimes I admire when freshmen also have the same attitude as her as they want to get beyond the arc and try to get those shots. But, you know, they don't always fall for Yarden. They do. She will go for four for five. You know, it's not unusual for her to sink five triples in a game. That's just not unusual. And you would think, oh, my gosh, for a freshman to get 15 points off of three pointers, that's crazy. So, yeah, Nick, I think that uh, she's up there. I would guess top five conversation for Big Ten Freshman of the Year. And then, of course, we've got to talk about Mackenzie Holmes. I mean, 22.3 points a game. Every time she gets it in the low block, I either say she's going to get fouled or she's going to score. She's got to be one of the best post players in the country. And I know that's why she's landed on that late season wooden top 20 list. Oh, man, Mackenzie Holmes is incredible. When I was a, goodness, this would have been when I was a junior, so a few years ago, she was one of the first interviews I did for women's basketball. So I have a really awkward video of me interviewing her, and she was just a freshman at the time, and I could tell she was nervous. She had gotten some minutes and just, you know, she wasn't as confident as she is now, but now you see her in the media room. She is so confident in her team, so confident in her ability. A lot of times you'll hear Morin talk about her footwork and how she has got amazing footwork, but she also has soft hands. And last night, people were asking Mackenzie, they said, when you're in the low block, like who taught you all that footwork to be able to navigate around all these defenders? And she joked and was like, oh, Coach Morin did. And then Megan Cromper was like, no, she's kidding. She goes, no, I think God just gave it to me. <laughs> That's what, that was her answer, which is so funny. There's a couple videos of her circulating around on Twitter showing some of her spin moves that she does. One of them she calls the shack. The shack by Mac is one of her spin moves up a fancy footwork. And so she truly has been incredible. And she is just a monster down there in the post. You're absolutely right. She's drawing fouls or she's just plowing through and scoring. The one thing, of course, when they played Maryland here, they have Lynn Dunn, the general manager, who, of course, was Terry Morin's coach at Purdue. Christy Sides, the new head coach, and Dr. Allison Barber, the team president here, looking at Diamond Miller from Maryland, who is expected to go very high in the WNBA draft in April. But Grace Berger is definitely up there, and I know Mackenzie Holmes has said she's coming back next year. Wouldn't you think that someone in the WNBA, when she does decide to leave IU, that they've got to take a look at her? Oh my goodness. Absolutely. Grace Berger is so patient. She's such a patient point guard and just 
She has so much poise at the position. I cover a lot of college basketball, both men's and women's. And a lot of times I see in point guards, they are just quick. They're fast. They don't take as much time as Grace does at the top of the arc to really think about the offense. And she always makes great decisions. And that's what Coach Warren has said about her all year. They said, when we put the ball in her hands, we trust her to make a great offensive decision. I think Chloe Moore McNeil is still learning But if you're talking about getting this Indiana team to a Big Ten championship, to the NCAA tournament, Grace Berger is absolutely who you want leading that offense because she has such a good read of the whole court. And I think that just comes from years of experience. Plus, you know, she's really dedicated. She takes care of her body. We learned this week she's a vegetarian. I didn't know that. Like, she's very mindful of what's going in and out of her body. She was patient through the injury process when she was out with her knee injury. And Morin said she probably could have been good to go at four weeks, but she chose to give it another two just so she didn't retweak it or anything like that. And, you know, that's discipline right there for an athlete to kind of say, hey, I'm going to take my time with this and come back when I'm ready. So yeah, WNBA better watch out because she's going to she's going to be a hot commodity when she gets out of IU. The freshman you talked, of course, we talked about Yarden, Lexis Bargesser, Lily Meister and Hannah Sandvik also getting time. You know, what have you thought of those three and what they've contributed so far? Yeah, Lily Meister is getting more comfortable and confident. I actually did a story on her last week, and it did well. And I think people are excited to see what she's about. She reminds me of Holmes a little bit at the forward position. And I think Morin likes her, too, because her minutes have increased from the start of the season to now, which is saying a lot because, you know, this is a really tough stretch in the schedule. But Meister's been in, I want to say, around, you know, five to ten minutes per game. She needs to work on not fouling so much. I think sometimes she can get tangled up with the defense or vice versa. But other than that, she's really starting to to grow. And Warren said, you know what? We're seeing Meister grow right in front of our eyes. As far as Henna, we haven't seen Henna get as many minutes the past few games as she did, I would say, like five, six games ago. So I really, I really don't know where her development is. But when she has been in the game and we have talked to Coach Morin about her, Morin's happy with her. She says that she does everything she needs to do, happy with her defense. And then the freshman that I really think has stood out is Lexis Bargesser. And she's learning how to be a point guard. Warren said they put her through the point guard boot camp at Indiana. And she's learning from the best, learning from Grace, who at the time was out with the injury. But yeah, Lexis really got valuable minutes. And Warren trusted her to run the offense for a few games. Not the whole game, of course, but maybe a half or something. She was out there conducting the offense. She's fast. She's pesky on defense, and I think she makes good decisions similar to Grace Berger. Well, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back more with Haley Jordan after this quick timeout, this is Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. I'm injury attorney Matt Lloyd. With an injury claim, don't leave cash on the table by not realizing all the Indiana laws that can help you. The insurance company won't tell you about them, but call me for a free consultation to learn all the important steps to get the best settlement. Call or text 812-333-MAT or go online to myinjurycase.com. Let's join forces and fight for a settlement that makes sense for you. 812-333-MAT. This is Danny with Weathervane Insurance Solutions. Not only is it especially important for our economy to support local businesses these days, but as your local independent insurance agency, 
Weathervane Insurance can shop you around with dozens of carriers to ensure you receive the most competitive price and of course the best customer service. Find us on the web at weathervaneonline.com. That's weathervaneonline.com. Hi, this is Matthew Mounts with Rival Showdown Pro Wrestling, and I listen to Talk and Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. Welcome back to Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. My guest, Haley Jordan, beat writer for Sports Illustrated Indiana. Haley, we were talking about all the success of IU women's basketball. Of course, it starts at the top with Terry Morin. Eight 20-win seasons for her. One, basically, her first year was the rough patch, but she's been to four NCAAs, two WNITs, of course, the 2000. 18 WNIT championship, and of course, IU looking to make more history with their possibly getting to the final four and maybe a number one seed in the NCAA tournament. What do you think of of just how she has taken this program to new heights? Oh gosh, I love Coach Morn. As you can see, I have her on my wall here. This is like my little wall of fame, and she's right up there along with the women. Yeah, I really like her. She her career, I almost wish that she talked more about it. She's so humble. A couple of times in press conferences, when I asked her about being the all-time winningest coach at Indiana, she said, you know what? Yeah, that was nice, but I'm happy that celebration's over. <laughs> and I'm thinking, what a humble thing to say. You know, that's a huge accomplishment. She did that in nine seasons and the last coach to do that. Um, it took him 12 seasons to accomplish that. And so for her to be able to do that in nine seasons with a bunch of different teams, you know, hats off to her. But it really does start with Coach Morin at the top. Also, I have to shout out her coaching staff too, Glenn Box and Rhett Wiersba. Rhett Wiersba has been with her the whole time, nine years. And you can tell by how much the team addresses the two of them that they're just really um, instrumental in what the Hoosiers do. Morin, I think the best thing that she brought to Indiana was her defensive mindset and you know Mike Wilson's kind of the same way he's always been a defensive guy and he learned that from coach Knight so I don't know if that's an IU thing I know Morin went to Purdue (laughs) yeah that's kind of a touchy subject right ahead of the uh the game on Saturday but Morin has told me in the past that she learned that defensive mindset from her college coach and then she it was her goal as a head coach to bring that to Indiana so every time we talk about the Hoosier scoring or hitting ton of threes from downtown Morin will say yeah that's great we're excited but you know we hang our hat on the defensive side of the ball is what she always says she always goes back to that it's like their home base so her defensive mindset I think has gotten them the ability to win all of these games over and over and over year after year giving up 60.2 points a game so far and averaging 81.8. So obviously IU is one of the best defensive teams in the country. The schedule is pretty rough. You've got Purdue, Ohio State, Michigan, and Iowa twice. Where do you think this team, with one loss so far, where do you think this team ends up? 
Yeah, it's hard to say. It's really hard to get through a whole basketball schedule, let alone a Big Ten schedule with only one loss. It's been done. You know, South Carolina still remains unbeaten. God knows how. But it's just not very common that that happens, especially when you're playing two teams in the same season. But if anyone in the Big Ten could do it, it's Indiana. The one thing that does worry me is they did struggle on the road last night versus Minnesota. Their guard play was just not great. Thank goodness Sydney Parrish and Mackenzie Holmes were awake. I think that might be enough to snap them back into their offensive rhythm when they go face Purdue. And you know, as I was saying, that rivalry is enough to stir up a lot of emotions too. They want to beat Purdue again, just like they did last year on the road. And I don't believe they had Mackenzie Holmes at that time last year when they played. So now they have her back. She hasn't played in Mackey in a while. So I think the Hoosiers are for sure going to be victorious over Purdue, although I think it will be competitive as the Boilermakers just knocked off number two Ohio State the same week Indiana did. As far as Michigan and Iowa, gosh, I always pause at Iowa because they have guard Caitlin Clark, who is for sure going to be in the WNBA. She was pesky last year in the Big Ten tournament. So I'll have to wait and see how Purdue goes and kind of adopt Warren's mindset of one game at a time, and we'll see what happens. But, you know, if I did bet on the Hoosiers, I always will. And, of course, not to mention that Monica Sinano is as good as a post player as Mackenzie Holmes, if not better. And she's going to pose a lot of problems for IU in the next, you know, the two meetings that we have coming up. Of course, the crowds have been awesome for IU women's basketball. The Wisconsin game was over 10,000. Then they broke that with Ohio State. There's talk that when Purdue comes to town, We could sell this place out. I know it's sold out up at Mackey. Do you think we were going to see a sold out Simon Scott Assembly Hall for the Purdue game? Close to it. Yeah. I mean, 10,455 was the record this year. And Sydney Parrish said it best. She said, when we walk out of the tunnel, all we see is cream and crimson. And she said, that is so cool. And for women's sports to be able to get that recognition, it's really something. And when I'm out and about just in the community or talking to people about my job, they always ask me what I do. And I say, I cover IU, but I always list the women's team first. I go, I'm the beat reporter for the women. And I love covering that team. I love covering the men's team too, but I'd almost rather go to the women's game because I'm just so emotionally tied to that team. And I, I'm in I love watching them play. These fans are starting to get invested too. When I post my stories on all the boards and across you know, every single platform that I can, I get a, the same ton of people that comment and they are so excited. There's this one guy who types in all caps and he is so hyped to be a Hoosier and for the women's basketball program. And so I think those fans and readers for keeping up with the program and I hope that they all show up at the hall because a loud game for a rivalry game, there is nothing quite like it. Oh, it's it's one of the biggest, coolest atmospheres you can think of. And, of course, I was at that WNIT championship game when they played Virginia Tech with 13,000. And that was one of the coolest things to see IU win the WNIT with the biggest crowd ever in school history. We've only got a minute or two left. Just a quick thought on the men's team. I know that they've got big games coming up. What do you think of the job that Mike Woodson's done so far? And, of course, Trace Jackson Davis just becoming the fourth player in IU history to pull down 1,000 career rebounds. 
Oh yeah. You know, I love Woody and I had faith in him when he first arrived and he's just proved me right in every way. And I think Hoosier Nation really loves him and respects him. It was time for a new coach and for him to take over that position and what a better man to do it. You know, somebody who graduated from Indiana, spent 40 or some years in the NBA and then coming back to his alma mater. I really think he was the best man for the job. As far as the team goes, wow. You know, what a turnaround from the past few years years, went from not being in the NCAA tournament to being led by Trace Jackson Davis and all of these pieces that they have. They have great freshmen, had a great recruiting year in Jalen Hood Shafino, and they also have Malik Renew. You know, they're still learning as freshmen, but they're really going to also be building blocks for this program too. So I'm proud of them. I think people are a little harsh on them sometimes when they get losses as a ranked team, but you can't really ask for more. And Woodson comes in, gets them to the first four, and then NCAA tournament last season and then they end up ranked this season as well so you're going to see them in the tournament again and I don't know how they'll do but they are slowly building the program back up to where it used to be as IU basketball well still a lot of basketball left here as we've hit February and of course March is coming up and you know the women are going to host the first two rounds of the NCAA tournament so Haley I thank you very much for the time Best of luck to you. Keep up all the great work you're doing. And of course, I will see you very soon as we keep covering both IU men and women's basketball in Simon Scott Assembly Hall. Thank you very much. Thanks, Nick. My thanks to Haley Jordan for being my guest this week in IU Sports Tomorrow Women's Golf at the FAU Paradise Invitational in Boca Raton, Florida. Men's basketball host Rutgers 630 on the Big Ten Network. Thursday, Iowa comes to Bloomington in women's basketball 630 on the Big Ten Network. Friday, indoor track and field hosts the Hoosier Hills Invitational, while some of the Hoosiers will be at the Windy City Invite in Chicago. Softball opens the season in Clearwater, Florida, 11 a.m. against Pittsburgh and 1.30 against Prairie View A&M. Wrestling is at Michigan State at 6.30. Saturday, indoor track and field at the Windy City Invite in Chicago. Women's tennis hosts Xavier at 11 a.m. Softball in Florida against Auburn at 1.30 and Howard at 4. Men's basketball at Michigan at 6. Sunday, men's tennis hosts Southern Indiana at 10 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. Wrestling at Michigan at noon. Softball finishes up their Florida trip against South Alabama at 12.30. Monday, women's basketball at Ohio State, 7 o'clock on the Big Ten Network. Thank you for joining us this evening, and thanks to our sponsors. On behalf of the entire team here at the South Central Indiana News Network, my name is Nick Jengison. Join us throughout the week on social media, and every Monday night, right here for more Talking Sports. was a production of the South Central Indiana News Network.